This podcast and its content was created and recorded on Ghana land. We would like to acknowledge the Ghana people, the traditional custodians of the land we reside on and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Oh, welcome back to me, Dan. I'm the host tonight. Um, out of the COVID cave after two weeks off, uh, often working from home, and that's what I normally do anyway, but recording from home as well. Welcome, Lauren. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hello, Dan. Ben. Hi, Dan. We have a special guest here as well. We're not going to announce just yet. We're going to uh, leave you hanging. Are you going to say what the show is called? Yeah. We're here with Crow. <laughs> and uh, it's prelim final week for the AFLW team. We're really excited about that. Episode there was a little 11 as well, Dan. What's that? Episode 11. Anyone wore that number? Oh, yes. Tony McGuinness. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I can remember. Oh, that's a very slick opening, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you. I'm back in the swing of it. I guys. did put Thanks. it on the, uh, the thing. Oh, the, the thing? run sheet. Oh, I missed it. Oh, see, look. Ben's done some planning and we've just ignored it. Thanks, Ben. Who have you got, Ben? Right. I feel like I've been completely derailed. Uh, so we had <laughs> McGuinness. What? Yep, Dan gets a point for McGuinness. That was first. Then Brett James. I was going to say Brett James. Loved Brett James as a yep. kid. Yeah. Dowdy after that. Oh, yeah. Matthew Wright and then Seedsman. So really oh, a pretty Seeds. solid sort of a number. <laughs> the, two, the skinny ones. Yeah, yeah poor the old skinny skinny it does. Yeah, it does almost look like the one number, but it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it fat ones? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so a little side topic of the lads getting smashed by the pies last Saturday as well. We have uh, an interview with Mariana Rejic uh, from the AFLW team. And uh, we've got a special pre-game warm-up guest, as I mentioned. Uh, we're going to get straight into that pre-game warm-up now. Music. And straight off the top, I went and picked up some little bang beers. Sam knows more about beer than me, so I'm going to throw to him. Yes, uh, you gave me precisely three minutes notice for this. Uh, so Little Bang, I'm sure everybody who gives a shit about craft beer knows Little Bang in South Australia. They're in Stepney, really cool tap room, which they've been in their new one for about three, maybe four years now. Dan has brought along a double West Coast IPA. This thing was brewed about three or four years ago for Beer and Barbecue Fest, and it's a bit of a collab between them and a Canadian brewery called Collective Arts, uh, 8.1%. From memory, this is a beast. Uh, So, yeah. I'm walking home. Yeah, It's hump day. I don't know if I can take that on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, I think we're all going to enjoy it. I haven't had one for multiple years now, so I'm pretty excited, to be honest. All right. But our guest doesn't have one. A guest doesn't have one, unfortunately. Speaking of the guests, let's introduce the guest. Dan, as you said, a very special guest. Very special. Very, very special. <laughs> Drafted to the AFL in 1998. He played 18 games and kicked 23 goals in his career. He's a former Crow and a current Crow's Nuffy. Star of Big Brother 2004. Nova Breakfast host. His primary job is to interview maths contestants. Plus, he's a massive, massive music fan. My cockle diver, punk soul brother from down, down south. Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald. Hey, Lauren, <laughs> that is one of the best intros I've ever heard in my life. Ben, yeah. Dan, oh, thank Sam, you, how are you guys? Good, well, thanks, yeah, thank thanks for joining us. Yeah, if you want to, if Whipper ever wants to bail off Nova, I'm down to take over. Yeah. But um, we've got well, to do I'm the drive I'm show. Been- 
I've I'll been doing the show with him for 10 years and I'm sick of him lying. You can take <laughs> over for a couple of years. How's that? Yeah, maybe a couple. Fitzy, how are you going, oh. mate? Yeah, really, really good. Um, very excited that the start of the footy season has kicked off again. Obviously not happy with the first two <clears throat> results, but um, I'm going really, really well. We, we came back to Adelaide for Christmas and um, we had a beautiful summer down down there. It's just, uh, you, you don't believe how bad it is in Sydney at the moment with rain and what's mm. going on. Like to the point, uh, my two boys play junior footy. They've only trained twice in the first games this weekend. And I think basically we've already been told that the first game is off because oh. the, all the all the ovals are flooded. Yeah, man. So it, it's been a disgrace. That's Unreal. real crazy. Now, um, you have come on um, as a special guest for our pregame warm-up, and that's because you are a massive music head. Um, I know mm. most people know this already, but uh, you are a bit of an old-school down-south punk guy, aren't you? Yeah, so mid-90s was a huge music scene down south and there was a huge punk scene with bands like Bearded Clams, Where's the Pope, Hot Tomatoes, Numbskulls, Clowns of Decadence. There were some great bands down there. So that's what we grew up with as young blokes. I'm yeah. um, really excited to have a, a music nuffy as well as a footy nuffy on the pod. Um, I only know of three uh, living AFL players, and Fitzy, you can um, add some more if you know any, but three who are into decent music, it's you, Chad Corns, mm. and Matthew Richardson, yep. and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> Richard, Bob, Mur- Bob Murphy's oh, yes, Bob. Oh, yeah. music Four. as well. Yep. Yeah, Bob's man. Chad, Chad's got some great... We, I went and saw Muse with Chad over in Sydney once, but he's into the Bronx, he's into his punk, and he's more hardcore as well with his Parkway Drive and yeah. And the yep. But yeah, I, I agree. It, it always pumped me up when I played footy and um, that punk scene, just my mates and I, it's the, it's the one thing that keeps us connected is going to see a band still, you know. I suppose it's to get away from the family as well, but just to go and see <laughs> a band every now and then. I can really relate to that, actually, because I was just talking to a few mates that we used to go to live music with uh, just on the weekend and we feel like we don't catch up anywhere near as much with the with the lack of live music at the moment. Mm. It's the way to do it, and it's the only way that we get to see each other as mates now is that we'll, we'll choose a gig interstate and we'll all meet there and, and have a night together. So, yeah, we, we look forward to it still so much. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Fitzy, because you're our special guest, we'll let you uh, introduce your song that you're picking for your pregame warm-up tonight. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about it before we dig in? Well, who just had the spicy cough? Did some one of you guys just have it as well? <laughs> yeah, that was Dan. Dan, so you, Dan, you just had it. I just had it as well. It only really hit me for about three days, but I was in ISO for seven. But I'm all right now. So I just thought we'd go with a punk band, great Melbourne punk band by the name of Stiff Richards, and they've got a song called Bad Disease, which is really, really good. All right, let's hear some of it now. Is that, is that some sort of live... <laughs> Very low, low bitrate version. <laughs> what happened there? We're going to edit this up. Yeah. <laughs> he sat on a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably because uh, you made me turn on my speaker 
stuff off. Oh, so, maybe. Yeah. That's right. We'll put it in. That was bit. real bad, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but no, they're a great great punk band. I've been really getting into them. I probably should have picked an Adelaide band, shouldn't I? You know who I'm really into at the moment from Adelaide as well is Place. They're a really great yeah. band. They're doing well. We are, yeah, we yeah. actually talked about that last week. We gave a bit of a hint that you might be dropping in and you're a bit of a placement fan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're one of our good ones at the moment. Uh, I don't think any of us picked an Adelaide band this week, so don't feel bad about that one. Okay. All right. Well, let me see if I can play some more of that song and it doesn't sound like... You can... Well, like Married at First Sight, Lauren, you can edit that in and make it sound even better, you know what I mean? Yeah, we absolutely can. Wow. Uh, ben, did you have any thoughts on that song? <laughs> from what you could hear? They sound like a really professional band from what I'm hearing. So. <laughs> Oi, it's, it's punk, Ben. It's, yeah. You know, it's, that's what it sounds yeah, like yeah. live. Yeah, I'm, I just yeah, mustn't be catching the vibe properly, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Heavy, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Dan? Yeah, look, I, I rate Stiff Richards. I've given them a bit of a run, um, you know, as they've released singles and I spun the album earlier this week. Um, and, yeah, I, I really rate them. I can't wait to see them tour. I was talking to a mate about going to see them when they come around because everyone's starting to announce dates now. So probably see you at the show, Fitzy. Yeah, beautiful. No, I, I, I haven't seen them live yet, so I can't wait to see them, Dan. Sam, your thoughts? Yeah, they were good. Great name. Um, when I saw the email from Fitzy come through on the weekend, that group of friends that I was with, we put them on and, yeah, quite enjoyed it. It was good. And I enjoyed it too, but that's actually a band I haven't heard of, Fitzy. You've, you surprised me with that one, which that's shame on me. That's what I wanted to do, Lauren. That, yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, did, I did think of um, Private Function, though, when I listened to it. Get into a private yep. function, yep. Yep, they're a great band too. Yeah. Jeez, you've got some good. We've got some good taste. That's great. Beer, <laughs> music and crows. You can't get any better than that, eh? All right, well, um, I'm going to leave Dan's song to last. I might play my song now. Um, I was uh, thinking about – now I'm trying to get around the swear thing because – Boys hate it when I swear unnecessarily, but oh, now I have it. to swear because it's in the name of the band. Uh, you may have heard of the band Fucked Up. Um, <laughs> you, you really went were, for that F word. Yeah. Were you oh, ready yeah. for that Bit one? Emphasis. Yeah. Uh, they released an amazing album called Doshi Dreams a couple of years ago, but they are one of those conceptual bands that like they just constantly release amazing records and it's a whole big journey. Um, I really had a lot of trouble picking which track to play tonight from Doshi Dreams because all of the songs are amazing. But I thought in because of the Silence the Siren campaign, I was like, why don't we play a bit of Raise Your Voice Joyce? So here's Raise Your Voice Joyce, hopefully not sounding like shit. So Joyce, who's probably sitting in row 131, row K. Western stand. Seat 36. Raise your voice. She's running in uh, three hours before the game (laughs) to put her cushion down. (laughs) She's got her apricots last out. Uh, Sam, are you a fucked up fan? Yeah, I am. 
yeah. I, I, as soon as you said that today, I was just like, you, you are choosing them to get around the swear filter. A but bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I, am. I do like the band, yeah. uh, Dan. I'm a big fan of that band. I saw them at Soundwave a number of years ago um, with their singer running around the crowd and it was a great time. Were you taking photos at that by any chance? I've taken photos of them, yes, at Soundwave, the first one that they were playing. Oh, I've seen Metallica. them a couple of times. Yeah. And I also um, I actually hung out with the singer at the second Soundwave because he needed some weed and I took some. To <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you allowed to say that? This is a children's uh, show. Hey, you got to get free tickets Was somehow. That to give and to uh, the we appropriate authorities <laughs> straight away. <laughs> oh, no. I don't have any on me right now, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long time ago, Ben. Oh, uh, Fitzy, are you a fucked up fan? I, I really like them. Yeah, that is a great choice, Lauren. Really, really good choice. Um, yeah, they're a good pump-up band too before a, a footy game. So thank you very much for that. Excellent. Ben? Oh, obviously with my prudish sensibilities. Um, <laughs> hadn't, hadn't come across that band no. before. But um, again, punk's probably not something I've had a lot of exposure to growing up. But what about Daft yeah. Punk? Um, oh, again, again, again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Big small fan. part of my <laughs> collection. I just thought it was time to bring it back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, ver- I, yeah. it's a varied album, the Dose of Dreams record. It's pretty all over the place. It's got a lot of saxophone in it, so, you know. You could get into the, around that. I, I could, and, and again, it's it's, it's practically uh, jazz. Again, yeah, it, practically. it does take me a while to get to know music and enjoy it. And and as we've said in the past, this is fifteen seconds of me hearing it and yeah, first I impressions. I know. <laughs> All right, Dan, what have you got for us? Yeah, look, I, I got um, harassed a little bit uh, online. I think Razor Ray, friend of the pod, on Twitter, he wanted me to put some hair metal on. And look, I, I normally stick to. To pretty recent stuff. That's kind of my thing. But um, look, I've delved into my bag of tricks from the 80s here. Uh, 1984, in fact, the year I was born, uh, for those playing at home. And uh, this from the album of the same name, 1984, it's Van Halen and it's Panama. Oh. And I've got to say, <laughs> if the boys, if the Crows boys uh, listen to this in the change rooms before going out into the field, they would need to invoke the spirit of David Lee Roth Legally, legally, not not uh, what David Lee Roth was really on, but uh, just get them out there listening to Panama, fist pumping, and here it is. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> Look, impossible not to be in a good mood listening to that song. That's like, what they should play oh. when they run out. Yeah. Like, get, get wild. Just a little Just bit of trivia for you. On my wedding day, uh, we hired a car and I picked up all the, the groomsmen in the car listening to that song. Just pumping awesome. out the car. Yeah. And we drove down to the wedding oh, venue. Perfect, mate. Dressed, perfect. Were you dressed like David Lee Roth at the time in tights and had long hair? And <laughs> Look, that's a secret that will stay <laughs> yes. on the wedding day. But uh, I'm not even going to uh, – look, I'm not even going to ask you all for your opinion on that because it doesn't matter. It's that good. Yeah. So that <laughs> is the pre-game warm-up. 
done and dusted. Thank you, Fitzy. Fitzy's going to stick around with us. Um, and Fitzy, you're welcome to come back for the pregame warm-up anytime. Yeah, anytime. Uh, I, I just want to add that uh, I, I've been using Hot Tip ever since I saw you on Big Brother, and you should have tra- <laughs> you should have trademarked that. And you can come and give us your hot tip on the pregame warm-up whenever you want. Do you know, I get quite embarrassed when because I, I, I do it when I don't even know I'm saying it sometimes, and I, I still say it to this day. It's been yeah, that long. It's a good one. But I'll give you the, I'll give you the hot tip. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're using it, mate. I'm I, glad uh, someone's still using that's it. That's probably the only season of Big Brother I watched. So. <laughs> All downhill from there, mate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Especially uh, when Crafter was on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yes. <laughs> Talking of Crafter. What was Crafter's band again? I killed the prom queen. That's right. They were a good band. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Yeah. Lauren doesn't think so. <laughs> no All right. <laughs> Watch it. Crafter will come for you, Lauren. Oh, he's, yeah. already, he's already done that over the years, mate. <laughs> Moving on. Right. That's the pregame warm up. Thanks, Sam. Hello, Andrew Jarman here, and this is Here We Crow. Jars. Thank yeah. you very much, Jars. What a what a <laughs> friendly man and a nice man. I want Jars to come on, actually, because we were saying, like, Andrew Jarman's probably the one bloke who would actually rip into the crows on this podcast. Well, no we've got another bar. bloke here who might rip into them <laughs> on Jars. Yeah, we Jars. don't know. <laughs> Look at he's, he's offended hey, now. Hey, actually, you know what? I haven't told anyone this, but I'm actually um, – I'm filling in for Sam Payne on the front bar a few times on the panel this year, and they're asking me, when you're on there, would you like to get South Australian players on? And I, and I was like, fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Um, so I'm going on next Wednesday night, and I've convinced them to get the rat. So we got the rat. Johnny Platten's yes. coming on. Oh, oh. But yes. Also, Central's legend. But, <laughs> but see, the, the other one that we've been working on, and we're very close, I reckon we've got the boys, but the Jarman Brothers. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. double dose. The front bar. <laughs> nice. Love it. That's the best. I don't see much of DJ these days, so that'd be good. Yeah, it'd be awesome. There'd be so many stories on those two, so I'm really looking forward oh, to that. Mate. And also, I've got to say that, Big shoes to fill, filling in for Sam Pang. Oh, how good is he? I love him. He's very Absolutely funny. Absolutely love him. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, I'm in love with Sammy Pang. He's so good. So you are. Yeah, thanks for making me aware of that, Lauren. <laughs> 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 You'll and don't be worry, fine. I get plenty of comments on Twitter after I go on the front bar. Nice. Where the fuck is Pang? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, let's it. get into some uh, men's chat. We're going to talk about the, the game that was on Saturday. Unfortunately, we got pumped by the Pies. It's never a good time when you get pumped by the Pies. Last year it was Elliot six goals. This year we just got absolutely railed. But uh, we do have Fitzy here to stick around and talk about it. Fitzy, did you want to tell us your thoughts on the game? I, the, the disappointing thing is I think we've gone backwards a bit skills-wise. I just, you know, I, look, don't get me wrong. It was just, it was a bad, bad game. Like we, we actually started really well. The first five to ten minutes, we actually looked good. We held the ball and we looked like scoring. But then when we make mistakes and we lose our confidence, I just it's it's really, really hard to watch because the boys start to fumble, they're not hitting targets. And the thing that kills you is that I think we had eight or nine goals that Collingwood got on the weekend that were just from turnovers. Mm. And that just you are never, ever going to win a game when you turn the ball over that much and the opposition scores. So, look, don't, don't get me wrong. I think it's a one-off game. We didn't start too well last week as well, but 
I, look, the boys will get better. And from what I've heard, Nixie's saying that they're training really, really well. But it's just frustrating as a fan. And I was saying to you guys before, I wrote a tweet straight after the game. I had to take a deep breath, delete that tweet, <laughs> and then I had to write another one. And it is just about honing your craft and training and perfecting, you know, your kicking. And the boys will bounce back. We got a lot of talent in that team, and I think we see glimpses of, of brilliance. But um, yeah, it was really, really disappointing because we just kept giving it back to Collingwood. When we looked like we were going to get a run, we just kept making mistakes and giving it back to him. So very frustrating as a supporter. Mm. Yeah, absolutely agree. And there was some um, some news out sort of today where Ruse apparently given him a big roast as well about the skills yeah. and. Um, yeah, it's the big thing killing us, and they just don't seem to be able to string together a few possessions. Uh, not lowering the eyes to get into the fifty. You know, you'd hate to be a forward at the moment playing there, just getting it bombed on your head every day, every week. Um, how do you feel about Sloan, Fitzy? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, what are we? How oh, are we feeling? We love him, but but <laughs> where does what, what does he need to do? Well, Sloan is. I don't think he's a hundred percent. He's always carrying a niggling injury, so you've always got to keep that in the back of your mind. Um, what what you don't see with Sloney is his pressure around the ball and how good he is with that. But yeah, it is it's hard because there there are some there's such powerful and fast midfielders these days, and you know that guy has put his body on the line for so long. Yeah. So it is hard to watch sometimes. Maybe he needs a couple of weeks off just to get that body right and bring him back. Well, the, um, yeah. one, if, if we if we get Lady back this week, that's I mean that's a great replacement for Sloney because Lady brings a bit of pace and is very good with the ball. But um, yeah, it is hard to watch. The fans are sort of uh, jumping up and down, saying, you know, if we're going to rebuild, we want to see a, re- a real rebuild. We can cop a loss if you're playing the kids through the midfield, and we seem to go with that for uh, you know Sloney, um, Crouch, Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, the sort of real slow keys. Uh, keys is great, but he needs some pace around yeah. him, I think. And, um, you know, we're calling for that, but it's just not happening. We're starting a new campaign, oh. actually, Fitzy. It's called yeah. Kids in the Mid. Put them in. Just put oh, them in. Yes. Put Peddler well, in. I, put I, Berry in. Put I was there, in. Berry in. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big Schomburg fan as well. Yes, yeah, so are we. Showed some- yeah. So he showed some great signs at the end of last year. He made a few mistakes on the weekend, but if you give him more time in the guts, he'll he'll start picking it up a bit. Um, but, um, yeah, Keezy's – look, you can't fault Keezy at the moment. He's been probably our number one player. And to get Lady back, we need seeds with a bit of pace as well. How good has it been to see Jordan Dawson, though? Like, when that guy hits a target, mm. that, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. He was one of our best on the weekend for sure. Yeah, his kick is just lethal. Yeah, we just have we have to be patient, though, guys. This is the thing. Like it's, um, you know what? Like we won seven games last year. We started the year so well. Texas back in two weeks. I think you know that frees up that frees up Phil Thorpe up forward and also Fogarty or your Himmelberg. So Tex gets the best defender. They get the next best, and then they can come into their own a little bit more. It's a completely different side with Tex in the team. So yeah, um, yeah, we need him back. I think what frustrates us super fans of the club is watching a team like Hawthorne last Saturday night just uh, tear apart Port with their young mids. And um, we've got the num- I won't we won't go through the numbers right now because that's a bit slow. But uh, the centre bounce attendances were stark contrast to what we were dishing up. Um, just just amazing. 
It was it, that. That's amazing. Well, that's you know what. That's how we started the year last year. Do you mm. remember when we knocked off Geelong and we looked like a completely different side? It's there. I think every team has that that brilliance and that consistency, but they just need to do it over four quarters. We only seem to do it ten minutes here, ten minutes there, and we get pumped the rest of the game. So it's just about getting that consistency. Yeah. Yeah, and I think even at, like our transition last year, we when we were playing well, looked really exciting, moving from half back yeah. to the forward. Whereas this year, when we've got control of the ball, we look a lot slower, and we're looking at slow uh, swapping sides of the of the field, which the opposition can cover fairly easily. Whereas we looked a lot more dynamic, I think, last year. Yeah, mm. play to our strengths. We need Thilthorpe back in the side. I was a bit, I, that, I was, I was a bit confused with that decision. Yeah, because I know he didn't start the year too well in round one, but <clears throat> you just got to get more games into him. You know what? He's going to have quite parts of the game. That guy can run. Put him up on the wing. Get him around the ball a bit more and in the ruck. Yeah. Um, if he's not clunking marks up forward, but um, we just got to give him more game time. For a guy over two meters, his kick is just so nice. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, and apparently Burgess is saying his running ability is like a midfielder. So, like once, well, you also got to agree, uh, you guys. I I went for a walk with Goody Simon Goodwin about two or three years ago when he came over to Sydney and they were playing, and I went for a walk with him in Manly, and he, Melbourne was struggling at the time, and he said to me this statistic that it's proven now that it takes about eighty games for a young kid before they actually start growing into their body and they start becoming. A full man, they start getting that power, that strength, and they start getting the experience of being an A-grade footballer. And you know what? He said to me, I remember it distinctly. He said, two years ago, he goes, Fitz, mate, we've got these guys like Petrarca and Oliver, and you know what? They're, they're around those 80, the 80 games. So you watched over the next couple of years. We're really confident that they're going to go to the next level. And then they friggin' win a premiership. So <laughs> we have to be patient. And remember that these guys need a few years under their belts before we start having some success. Have we got any players in that bracket? See, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think... I, I don't think... Sorry, like, I, I think the I, only other thing was like, that's where we need someone like a peddler to be getting his experience in the midfield, not yep. not learning his craft on half-world flank. We need him learning and building into his body there, I would have thought. Yes, yeah, it is. But, you know, that the hard thing with that, though, is if you are getting pumped each week, how 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 much time do you give them? You know what I mean? Like, And we know as supporters we always, we always want answers and we need to see wins on the board. So that's the hard thing for Nixie. I, I posted that uh, – well, I actually posted a little video with you on it just before we started, Fitzy. So I've actually got a live question from a, from a viewer, yeah. Jack Abbott. Uh, right. says Fitzy needs to tie up a gun opposition player and force them to sign for us, and he's keen for Jack Lacocious. So if you could just organise that, <laughs> that'd be great. Well, the only other one that I'd love to get as well, he kicked four goals in round one, was Rankin. Rankin mm. could be a good small forward. You, Josh Rochelle, I mean, Rowie's playing good footy as well, though, yeah, as well. He is, yeah. But, yeah, oh, Lacocious is an interesting one because I don't think he's really come on. Is this his third or fourth year, third year? It's at least third, yeah. Third, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks. They're playing him up forward now and he's mm. been a bit quiet. But um, yeah, I really he's like copying Rankin, a fair bit of flack on the commentary, Lacocious, on the weekend. They were sort of saying how yes. he's not presenting strongly enough and I think they were hoping that he'd be like second string to King, whereas that's not a possibility. So it makes it a lot harder for him. 
I wonder, it's, it always makes me wonder, if Alastair Clarkson is going to take the Gold Coast job, how many years has he been in to these young guys to stick around up there on the Gold Coast? Because the other thing as well that gave it away was when Jack Lacocious bought an investment property in Grange, yeah. I was like, yeah. he's coming home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think Rusciuto was uh, hoping that would happen as well, actually. Oh, Rue just keeps Rue. getting asked about it. Yeah. Well, he hasn't re-signed yet, has he? <laughs> Nah, no. I think the other thing is there's a few GWS um, kids coming out of contract, Taranto, Hopper, um, and Tom Green, and there's lots of people sort of saying we should inquire about those three or at least one of those three. I reckon they're they're a good one, you know, because we need mids. Yeah, with all due respect, Lacocious is either a halfback or a half forward, and and Rankin's going to take you know your row spot. you know, and a few of the others that are down the down the top, McHenry, those types. But um, yeah, I think the mids is what we need. We need a fast mid. I I agree. If you could get a Hopper or a Taranto, I mean, you, they're they're elite mids. That's that's what we do need. Um, yeah, I totally agree. But whether they want to come to South Australia, that's the question. Yeah, that's it. Who are you most excited about from the the Crows' young players? Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of. Um, Harry Schomburg, as we spoke about before, I think I can see some uh, a future in him when he gets to around about 80 games. I think he's going to grow into his body a bit more and be uh, really lethal. Um, Riley Philthorpe, like just speaking to Darren Burgess and, and hearing his words as well, but, uh, you know, he just he wants to train, train, train and be the best. So I think that will take probably two to three years, but I think he is going to be worth his weight in gold. Josh Rochelle has got good signs. You know, with Rochelle, I was saying the other day, is that he's so good at soccer. You know, that first game when he kicked five, and even those little deft kicks he was doing and kicking yeah, it out that. into space and then running onto it? Yeah. He's got to be given freedom to do that as much as he can, just kick it out and just run into space. Because that kid, I mean, he looks like he's got um, the body to play AFL already. So... Well, look, it's it's exciting. We, we do have some great – and picking up Jordan Dawson as well, but there's some really good signs. We need to get seed back. Once we've got a full fit side, we can really do some damage. So they're the kids that I'm looking at. Awesome. And just before we let you go, Fitzy, uh, thoughts on this week's game and our chances to knock off the pair? Well, the only thing I can say about the showdown, and we all know that it's, look, even though the power have had it over us the last couple of years, um, you can never ride off the underdog in this one. Like, you never can. And each team is down on confidence. I think Port Adelaide have a better list, don't get me wrong, and if they start well, we could be in a bit of trouble, but you never know. You never know. Actually, I'm down... I'm down in Adelaide on Friday. Actually, Lauren, you'll like this. Tomorrow night I've got a married at first sight dinner party with some of the contestants. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm down in Adelaide on Friday. So, all right, so I'll meet you, at the, inch- meet you at the Port Nalunga Hotel and you can tell me all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to the showdown? Um, no, no, I'm staying down at mum and dad's house on Friday night and I've got some, my sister just had two little twin boys, oh, so we're congrats. catching up with them. Yeah. Uncle Fitzy. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, missing, I'm mi- missing the game too, because I'm going to something for Kate. They've rescheduled on that night, so 
Yeah. What? Oh. I thought you were coming. I thought you were coming too. <laughs> I thought you were bailing I told on the you. cake. You didn't tell you. us that. My yeah. understanding is you were prioritising the football. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I told heard. you ages ago. Mate, I'm missing the Totally <laughs> Unicorn gig. Fucking hell. <laughs> you, you guys have just blanked me. You already responded to this. I'd be like deja vu. No, like, I thought you said, I knew there was a clash, but I thought Look, we, we still came have, out on, on top. We still yeah. have Fitzy here. So. Actually, <laughs> Fitzy, one last one from me. What? What? Do you have a favourite showdown moment? Um. I got, well, well. <laughs> oh God! What, what was the one that we won in the wet and Bungie kicked the goal left foot oh, from the boundary? Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. ninety-eight or something. Was it? Yeah. How long ago? Yep. Yeah. I, I only got to. I played in one showdown. I got to stand Daryl Wakeland, and he absolutely pumped me. I only had one <laughs> kick. It was fit. It was 15 metres out and we were coming back and I completely shanked it. And I remember Gary Hayes just shaking his head at me at three-quarter time. Oh, shaking his mouth. And, and the whole whole last quarter, I was just on an exercise bike. On the whole last quarter. Love it. And I, I just had one last question as well now. Um, we've just heard um, Dan's priorities for Friday. We might have a spot available on the pod coming up. Um <laughs> Do you have any availability? Turn <laughs> <laughs> <Get> it up. <laughs> I'm going to something for Kate now. Picture side, Fitzy. Thanks so much for coming on uh, with us. As we said earlier, you're welcome anytime. Uh, drop in, drop some music on us. But uh, look, thanks very much for your time. Yeah, thanks, Fitzy, and we'll see you at the Colonnades Tavern next time you're in Adelaide. <laughs> Worries. <laughs> <laughs> If you do want to go down south, just give me a call. I'll get you some protection, all right? <laughs> oh, mate. I'll grab them off, Val. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. you were, Well, I was a Worianda boy, so yeah, yeah. yeah, around the corner That's from the, you, Lauren. We've got a couple of links, mate. We both went to Worianda. You played my cousin Steve Digger Newman in the 1997 uh, grand final. Yeah, yeah. versus Newman, Mont Valenies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flea Newman, yeah, that's him. Uh, I think you went Flea to school Newman. with my cousin Amy as well. Like we've, we've, we're like ships in the night, mate. We just we've never met, but we have many links. There we go, Lauren. That's so the south. southern connection. Yeah. <laughs> Five one six, brother. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks See for having me. Thanks, Thanks, thank you. Madre- All right, let's talk through a few other points on that uh, appalling game we saw on Saturday. Sam? My biggest gripe with the game was the midfield. And I don't think I'm going to be alone in this. And I don't want to be too negative because we've had some interesting to and fro's on Twitter today with some people who are sort of warning us to not be too negative. And then there's a lot of negativity out there. We want to try and land somewhere in the middle. I think we're reasonably reasonable people. But our midfield is slow. And they're all the same, essentially. Sloan, Keys, and Crouch. And I think nothing makes this any more starker than seeing the centre bounce attendances between us and Hawthorne on the weekend. So CBAs for Adelaide, we had 24 in total. Riley O'Brien, 19. Ben Keys, 18. Matt Crouch, 16. Rory Sloan, 16. Harry Schoenberg, 16. Outside of the main ones, Jordan Dawson with three, Rochelle with two, and Scholl with one. Hawthorne in comparison, had 30. Tom Mitchell, 20. Warple, 20. Jaeger O'Meara, 17. Ned Reeves, 16, who's their sort of second ruckman. Uh, but then young players, Josh Ward with 15. Jai Newcomb with 10. And Connor Nash, who's a bit of a hybrid player, with eight. 
So I can understand how they can probably do a little bit easier. Their midfielders that are, their core midfielders are, appear a lot more dynamic than maybe our three play in other positions. But uh, how cool is that to see a midfield yeah. that was dominating the game and having that young, like that young of a player yeah, in the midfield? I don't, I'm not going to be reasonable. I'm not going to be reasonable about this. <laughs> Sorry. Sloan, what are you doing, mate? Like, you're the captain of the team. And we've had a lot of um, discourse on Twitter about this with lots of fans and listeners and other podcast people. Sloan needs to step back and let some kids take this role. Whose call is it, do you reckon? Like, who? who's – that's what, that's what I'm wondering. Like, where's he – is there internal politics that we don't know about? Is it because he's named in the leadership group and he gets – like, I don't know if Sloan is saying, I need to be in the midfield. I don't think he's that kind of player. I don't think he's that kind of person. Yep. I don't think he's that kind of leader. Who's making him do this? So if it's Matthew Nix, is Matthew Nix being forced into it by the board, wanting wins, and so we're trying to put our most senior midfield we can in there to yeah, try look, and get know. wins and for look, no I'm, – you know I love Nixie and Do you? Yeah. You know this. We've <laughs> talked about it <laughs> daddy. a lot. Yeah, we've talked about daddy a lot. But <laughs> there is gonna be a lot of pressure coming onto Nix if we can't turn this around quickly. And I know, yes, we're in a rebuild, it's gonna take time. We're very we young. all know this, but Nix has to has to prove his ability as a coach. It's very hard for him to do to do that at this stage, I realise. But he can't keep – he can't not change things. No. Like, he has to experiment at this point, I feel. None of us care if we're losing if we're getting games in the midfield to young midfielders. Well, from my perspective. And I, I you sort of – you see, okay, Twitter is a very small microcosm of our fan base, but mm. I think they're probably the more knowledgeable or caring part of our fan base. And they realise that it doesn't matter. We're still losing anyway, so who cares? Exactly. Wouldn't we rather <laughs> – just see them have a crack at it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like yes. And and back to the point you made, Sam. Sam Mitchell, uh, Tom is, Mitchell. Oh, Sam Mitchell. Sam coach. Mitchell. Sorry, coaching Hawthorne. He was a midfielder. So if anyone's going to know the, a midfield structure and what to try in a midfield, it's Sam Mitchell. Like I trust that over what we're seeing at the Crows. Yeah, absolutely. And and do we think Peddler's not getting a run because they're still worried about his body, or are they just so reluctant to put mids like that was young just, mids in? That was just so weird. To, to play him at in that half-forward spot for the entire game. Because they've talked about him you know, working on his forward craft, but we really need him. We need some of these recruits playing through the middle. Why do we need Pedler to be working on his forward craft when we have now Rochelle, McAdam, Rowey? We've got Lachlan Murphy waiting in the wings who's got way more games on him than any of those players. Yep. I, don't, I feel like we don't need any more forwards. Also... Not sure if we're doing Fog Watch this week, but what the hell, Fog? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Just relax. Yeah. You have a, a big body. Stop dragging players to the ground by their guernseys. Just knock them out the way. Look, Do it I, properly. I've lo- Not that I want to get into it too much, but I have lost my patience with Fog. I think it's time when Tex is ready to come back, it's Tex and Phil Thorpe and Fog and Himmelberger out. Yes, I think some serious conversations are going to be had with uh, Fogarty. And um, look, we're just, I don't know why, but Sam's put the game on, on the screen while we're talking about this. Um, a big lack of confidence with a lot of players. And I'm not just talking about the young ones. It's, you know, Smithers, um, Chase Jones, 
who else? They you know. just want it more. Look at them. I hate to reference to what we're watching, but you just look. <laughs> just through the midfield there. Collingwood just want it and more. And look, I don't, you know, oh, McHenry, been real quiet. Like he's, you know, the intensity and pressure he normally has isn't there. And i got to say, like, seeing Rochelle, Rochelle and Pedler on the ground, like it does ignite a spark yep. because and, they're and fresh. And Cook, yeah, Cook was great. Should we get into some player votes unless Ben has something else he wants to say? I think Ben's ready. Um, yeah, if I'm allowed to have a chat. I'll, oh, um, I don't know. So. Oh, <laughs> we'll just tap him a watch here, Ben. All right, All right. fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I think not Not so much like personnel-wise, just the things that I noticed with the game was um, when Collingwood you know, won a centre clearance or out of um, a contest, they, their spread was so damaging and aggressive. Like The amount of times out of centre clearance, they ran straight through the centre-half forward line, whereas... We'd kind of get it, handball to someone under pressure and they'd kick around the corner. So, And then that would be like a, a very shallow entry that would be easy to defend, whereas they were getting it in deep, getting it in fast and really hard for our defenders to And straight through out. the middle a lot. Yeah, they were they were using the corridor straight through. We, we just seemed really reluctant to be direct for some reason. So I think Collingwood looked like a really confident team and we looked like we're really low on our confidence at the moment. So... Um, I th- things can turn quickly though. I, I haven't lost faith. I don't feel like our season's shot just yet. I think it's still. It's sl- only uh, round two. I said yeah. last week small sample size. This week still small sample size. To give you an idea of small sample size, giving you the wrong impression. This week Rob had three kicks. Went at a hundred percent kicking efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> That's easier when you're only having three. Well done, Rob. Well, they all, they all <laughs> long put you down in the my line. Votes. Maybe so that was a mistake. <laughs> give him a few more kicks. It may not stay at 100. So, no. yeah, I, I, I'm not getting too carried away yet. I think the signs, there's, you know, there's concerning signs. We're not playing. We're not looking as um, confident or um, proactive as we were last year. But things can change. We'll see, we'll see what happens on the weekend and with the weeks to come. I think we've still got... We've still had what feels like a reasonable rebuild. There's a lot of people saying, well, let's restart our rebuild again. I feel like we have made some ground and hopefully we can continue on at some stage this year. And as we watch a replay of Himmelberg giving away a soft free kick to Grundy who (laughs) kicks a goal, uh, we are going to get into some votes from that very game. Um, First up, Lauren. Oh, this was really hard. <laughs> like, really hard. Wasn't it? I give three votes to us for watching it. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> sitting through the whole game. Uh, but uh, seriously, um, I'm going to give three votes to Tom Tommy Dude, who uh, was one of the hard workers um, and probably, you know, he had to work hard because he was one of the only defensive players that actually did something. Um, and he gave Dugowie a bit of stick. I was like, can you punch him in the head? That would have been nice. <laughs> um, he didn't know because he's a nice guy. But, yeah, do day three. Uh, two for Keys. Lots of um, basic skill errors from Keys, But, again, um, you know, he's a ball disposal machine and, you know, that's what we need in our midfield at the moment. I'm really looking forward to Laird coming back this week uh, to see if we can ramp it up. And uh, one vote goes to Braden Cook, who had a really good game this week, I thought. Um his, you know, first game playing in the actual season, um, not the preseason, and yeah, he really brought it. And uh, yeah, good on you, Braden. That's all I've got. That that kick he did to Rochelle for his goal was yeah, yeah that was beautiful. really impressive. Yeah, 
Thanks, Lauren. How about you, Ben? Um, yeah, I'm a little different. So for three, I had Ben Keys with the 37 possessions. His kicking was a bit better this week. It was sort of 71%. His um, although his meters gained weren't as high, so only like 300 odd, whereas he was in the 500s last week. Uh, for two, I had Jordan Dawson. I thought um, 21 kicks, 556 meters gained. Again, around the 70% efficiency. So. I thought he looked a lot more solid this week than the first round and I gave one to Brody Smith. Um, he had more possessions but not quite as efficient with the ball um, but he was certainly busy throughout the day. Thanks, Ben. And Sammy? I did the same but swapped the first two. So Dawson for three and two for keys for the exact same reasons but that was bloody hard. Yeah, I didn't um, really want to give any votes. Could we just bail on votes this week <laughs> it was particularly hard but sam i've got to say um after having watched the replay it was probably even harder knowing that uh, what the result was and having to still see yeah it. But true i also actually funnily enough not knowing anything about it had the ex- exact same votes as you sam so had dawson as three good i thought he had great impact and 28 disposals massive um uplift from the week before keys with 37 got my two votes Smith, um, Smithers, it was one of a vintage Smithers game, 30 disposals and a goal. And uh, yeah, let's get into our Tyson Edwards quiet achiever. Hi, I'm Tyson Edwards. You're such a quiet, quiet achiever. That's right, it's the Tyson Edwards quiet achiever. And that's probably an easier one to give given that uh, a lot of players did struggle um, in this but game. But did they achieve? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Ben. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, one that I thought it did achieve something was Mitch Hinge, our first um, AFL men's interviewee. Um, 16 possessions, high kicking efficiency, five tackles, four marks. I thought you may not have, yeah, I didn't notice his game watching it, but when mm. you look back at it, you go, well, it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> not too bad. Hence the, you know, the award that we're giving. Excellent, Quiet. Lauren. Uh, I actually gave it to Luke Pedler. Um, I just, yeah, like I said earlier, uh, just him coming on the ground and just he worked really hard uh, in a position that he's not supposed to be in and um, gave a little spark to the side, I thought. Uh, so he gets my quiet achiever this week. And he did kick a goal, which was great to see as well. Yep. And Samuel? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no? No quiet achiever. No one achieved. Anything. <laughs> oh. We achieved a loss. What Ruben. do you mean? <laughs> uh, oh. You've put up okay arguments, I think, for two, but yeah, fuck it. Just give it to Peddler. Well, <laughs> I actually so don't care. I think that's quite um, a serious award, this one, Sam. It's I reckon that's Tyson <laughs> Edwards 300 game. I reckon that might be <laughs> Sam's um, first obscenity. Could, we, could, he, put some, could yeah. we put some effort into this, Sam? Yes. <laughs> Sam's nah. gone. I'm just down after. I, why, why did I put this on? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like. Well, no, no one requested it. <laughs> no. Sam, the replay of the game is not helping out. Uh, yeah. I'm not watching. Dan, yeah. who's yours? Mine uh, was Joshua Raquele uh, with 20 disposals and a goal. I thought um, he, you know, 20 disposals is a good effort in your second game, I think. Um, he looked really promising when they moved him in the last quarter to the midfield as well. I think that yeah. shows that... He got a clearance. Yeah, given time and building <laughs> a tank. probably our only clearance for the yeah, game. Building a tank, he's going to be more than just kicking goals. He'll be around the ground. Building a tank, Ben. Have he you might, seen the guy? <laughs> he's 
he's the beautiful freak. He's already a tank. Oh, yeah. no, he's large, but maybe his aerobic capacity <laughs> is <laughs> slightly less physically obvious. My and way. listeners, it's not all doom and gloom. We will have you know we are positive about um, the future, so don't, yes. get a, don't get too down on it. I um, take back my ap- apathetic answer as well. I'm going to bring it to Jordan Bartz. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you change, change the just change the highlight, Bloody please? Hell. And Lauren. before we um, we are going to get into something <laughs> positive, which is our AFLW team, which we've had absolute pleasure in covering this year. They've got the prelim coming up this week. But before we get into that, did we have any thoughts on our results for the Dennis Armfield? Oh, yes, I did. But give the kick to Dennis. <laughs> right so we're him. right behind him, and the Carlton fans are right behind him. Once, twice. Three times. Oh, look at that. Yes. <laughs> He's the master blaster. For those of you who've forgotten what the Dennis Armfield Award is, it is that uh, award for the player we play into form from the opposition, Ben. So um, we had our nominations uh, from our Nuffy. We imagine um, if Cox didn't get up and he didn't and that was more of a double entendre than I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. I'm actually pretty sad that Mason Cox didn't play because I feel like it would have lessened the blow slightly watching him yeah. in the sunglasses. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine didn't really stand out to me, so I don't think he really got it. The one I suggested maybe was McCreary, and I reckon yeah, yeah. he did enough to, to get the, get the award, I reckon. A couple of goals from looked, two. Very, looked very damaging. So. I think we're two from two on the arm field. It was so funny when McCreary came up and I started kicking goals. I was yeah. like, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, Ben's nailed it. All right. So <laughs> we so. will get into our um, chat on this week's um, Dennis Armfield a bit later when we talk about the Port game. But we? Hey? Is that when we do it? Or do we do it now? I reckon maybe we'll do it with the port review, okay. I reckon, at the end. And I think there's quite a few potential nominees. All <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, that's enough. We'll, we'll get back on that train talking about the men's game a bit later. But let's talk about the prelim that's coming up this week. It's going to be an exciting time. 2.10 this Saturday at Adelaide Oval. It's a free game. Free. And Come along. Just get out there. Come and support. You know, this might be the most positive and uplifting game you see this year. Oh, are you coming to this one, Dan? <laughs> yeah. I am coming to this one. Oh, good. Oh, I'm bringing the kids. It's going to be great. And uh, look, no Wiggles concerts or anything you need to get to. <laughs> no, Dan. no, not this time. No, they're a bit old for the Wiggles now. Um, but um, look, we are going to first off the top. We're going to have Mariana Rejic, um, who we spoke to. She, we've got a quick interview with her um, to talk about the game, and then we're going to get into our um, thoughts on it as well. She is a solid pillar in the Crows AFLW defence line and she's also a star of The Amazing Race, which I'm quite jealous of. That's right, she is Mariana Rejic, or MJ, as we are going to call her tonight. Hello, MJ. Thanks for having me. Lovely to be here. A big, big weekend coming up for you guys after a couple of weeks off. Uh, How are you feeling? I actually, um, I feel really fresh. I feel good. Uh, we, uh, we did get, um, we got slogged a bit last week. It was kind of a bit of a pre-season week. Um, so we worked hard on the track, but it was, you know, just kind of like pre-season when you, when you're doing a hard, 
hard session and then um, you feel feel good that you've got through it and you finished off the week. So, no, nah, girls are raring to go. Girls are pumped. And now this week we're just kind of sharpening up and um, getting ready for Saturday. The um, the last match against Frio in the West was a bit of a low-scoring grind. Um, have you been able to use that match as a guide or does finals and being back at Adelaide Oval change that plan? Um, no, I guess uh, we, we're just trying to focus on us and, and again, like just making sure that we're playing the – our, our football um, and just training really hard to to kind of get get ourselves as best um, and uh, you know you can't not think about the last time we played them so in terms of just sharpening up and things that we can kind of get better um, again it's it's a prelim so I think anything prior to that kind of goes out the window it's it's a new day and, it, and it's anyone's game on Saturday yeah absolutely you I'm guessing this is going to get a positive response but how does the team and yourself generally feel about it being free to get in on Saturday um I I think I'm again I think I'm I'm all for it um in terms of getting everyone um trying to get as 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 big of a crowd that we can at Adelaide Oval um I was actually only talking to Chelsea about it the other day that it feels it feels weird playing in, I guess, a less crowded house. Like I remember my debut game was in front of 7,000 and then we were regularly getting ten or 12,000 people at, at Cooper's at Norwood and then and then to go to 53,000 in the grand final in 2019 and then, and then just having consistently that kind of – those numbers and, and it's – we play for the fans. We play for our spectators and our members. We have the best members ever. And so I, I know me personally as a, as a player, I I love playing in front of more and more people. Like the bigger, the better. Um, and I know, especially when it's at, on your home deck, it does give you a lift. Um, and and it and it's awesome to have that. So I'm I'm a I get it. Um, it's awesome that it is. It is free, and and I hope that we can we can get as many people at Adelaide Oval this week. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'll be uh, bringing my daughters along for their first game, so stoked for that. Yeah, awesome! Can't wait. <laughs> and uh, it's been a couple, obviously, a couple of weeks since you've actually played in front of a crowd. So you've just said you're feeling pretty fresh. How are the rest of the team feeling after that kind of amount of time off? And how are you going to use it to your advantage in what's going to be a tough slog against Frio? I think it was one of those things that it was out of our control. So we, we couldn't control, um, we can only control what's in front of us and what we can do personally. So as a team and as a collective, um, you know, we're led by Doc Clark and, and it was, it was a, well, we're going to use this two weeks to get better. Um, we're we're going to continue to, you know, and that's what something that we've spoken about all preseason, all season is, every training session we can get better and we can get better and what can we do to be better. Um, so we've just used this two weeks to get better. And and like I said, last week was a little bit of a kind of go back to preseason week um, where where we did a lot of running. We, you know, it was hard work. Um, but again, we were still pushing ourselves to get our skills and so that we could execute um, under fatigue, which is what finals footy is all about. So um, I think we've given ourselves the best possible chance. We've prepared as best we can. And, and, and this week is now tomorrow. Tomorrow night we get a... We get our main training session on Adelaide Oval, so it'll be great to be there again. Um, it's an open training session, so you know people can come along and watch. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. 
Yeah, a bit off the topic of um, the upcoming match, but something to be really proud of, I think, is the AFLW does a really great job of celebrating the LGBTQI community um, through the Pride Round and wearing of Pride Guernseys, uh, as well as breaking down some barriers um, through having the first openly non-binary players in Australia, um, in, in Australian football, um, and teammates who are, who are couples as well, such as yourself and Chelsea. Um, with yourself and Chelsea playing together on the team, how does the trust that you two have for each other help out on the field? Um, I think we've we, we've built a found our foundation started on a friendship. So for for Chelsea and I, it, it was we were teammates, we were friends, um, and and like what we do with all our teammates is we build trust. Um, when we play and when we train. Um, it's part of our trademark at the footy club um, and it's something that we we all value um, and, and put in high regard. So in terms of what happens on the football field and what happens at the training track, um, we treat each and every one of us I guess the same and, and we want to, we want to get the best out of each other. So um, that's something that, you know, has been instilled from the foundation since I've joined the Crows and it's something that just continues that we continue to strive for and, and, and hold each other accountable for. Um, so it's, but like you said, it's, it's, I think AFLW as a whole, it's, beautiful because we can celebrate Indigenous round, we can celebrate Pride round and we can actually start to break down those stereotypes and it is, it's about educating people, it's about educating others, it's about treating one another as humans with kindness and respect Um, and I think AFLW is a great way of um, introducing that into the norm and just being able to have conversations. I think that's the, that's the biggest message um, that I've taken away from is, is, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning um, about the community that I'm a part of, the, the, you know, even learning from Danielle Ponter about her family and her Indigenous culture. Like I love asking her questions and I love getting to know more about where her family is from and, and, and what they've had to deal with. So I think for all of us it's, it's, it's learnings and, and just to continue to learn and to have an open mindset and, and not be closed to, to, to all of that. Yeah, exactly. And what I think I love about it most is it's foundational in AFLW. You know, it's something that hasn't been around in the men's league until recent times, but it's foundational. It's starting from, you know, from the very first um, the very first games and teams in the league. So it's, it's fantastic. Back on yourself a bit more, so having captained Adelaide United in the soccer, um, what was your big draw card for footy? And what can you tell us about how the rigors compare between sports? Um, I think, yeah, I like I grew up watching footy. I never thought I'd ever play footy. I remember kicking and playing marks up with my brothers um, or at school, but it was never a, I guess I never saw it as a pathway or never saw the opportunity to play footy. It wasn't within my circle or within my family culture. Um, it wasn't something besides watching it and watching the men on the weekend. And, you know, I grew up barracking for the Crows and watching the likes of Bungie and Rue and Goody, like, you know, I watched the premierships. I remember as a kid loving that. But soccer was always a big part of the Croatian culture, which is what I've been brought up with. I spoke Croatian was my first language. So being first generation um, and coming here, a lot of my family and friends that I was in and around were all Croatian. So soccer is huge. Um, It's the world game. So I remember growing up as a kid just barracking for Croatia and I used to watch the Euros with my dad and the World Cups. Um, So soccer was a big part of my life and still is. I'm still a fan of the game. I love it. And, yeah, I, I was honoured to be Adelaide United captain and, and unfortunately I had a bad run of injuries with, with my three knee reconstructions all at 
soccer and the opportunity kind of popped up with AFLW and it was actually my best friend that kind of convinced me to go and switch um, and give it a go because she knew that she's like, you'll be good at it. I've seen you play. You played AFL nines with me and my husband. And so it was one of those, I kind of thought, well, why not? Let's, let's give it a crack. And um, yeah, I've never really looked back. I've, I've loved the culture about footy um, in terms of, I feel like with footy, you've got so many more players that you rely really heavily on a team. Um, whereas I still feel like, not that soccer is not a team sport, but I feel like you can have more individual brilliance that can stand out and win you games. Whereas I feel like at footy, not that there's no individual brilliance at footy, but I feel like you really need to rely on your whole team effort, um, which is something that I love. And, and coming to the Crows and seeing the culture that's instilled in footy has been eye-opening. And I guess the biggest difference now going back five years with Adelaide United and and Adelaide Crows was was the resources um, that I had readily available at the footy club. You know, I got to wear a GPS every training session, whereas at, at Adelaide United, we didn't. We didn't have the funds. We didn't have the personnel um, like Adelaide Crows where, where I had an SNC and I had, you know, lots of different people where I could go and see and talk to. So I think that was the biggest difference that I noticed was um, the resources that was, was present in footy compared to soccer. Excellent. Thank you. Speaking about the uh, Croatian heritage, I think the first piece of uh, social media feedback we got on our podcast was uh, accusing us of uh, saying your last name wrong. Could we just uh, (laughs) clear up exactly how it is pronounced? Uh, Rejic. So Rejic. Yeah, Rejic. All right. I think that person was right. Yeah, they were. We we did check out the uh, AFLW video that they did on how to pronounce everyone's names. Which was, we love that, actually, because yeah. we're, we're terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to ask a segue question out of what you, you mentioned, um, barracking for the Crows when you were young. So no chance of you getting approached by Port next year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. We like the definitive oh. answer. We've asked everyone so far and they've all sort of, they did decline to uh, respond. <laughs> just a quick one. Out, outside of football, uh, what do your weekends look like in the off-season? Um, I, I guess in the off season, uh, I, lo- I love to travel or Chelsea and I both love to travel. So we're, we've got a trip planned in to Darwin, um, coming up, um, which will be awesome because going to TV islands with Danielle and her family and, and just learning more about that culture and her culture and where her family and where she grew up. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a trip that we've got planned. I, Obviously, with where the world is at the moment, I'd love to um, be able to go back to Croatia um, at some point and visit my family. Uh, I was fortunate enough, probably in my in my over the last ten years, I've I've tried to get there every every second year if I can. Um, I missed out on my cousin's wedding last year, which I, I was pretty um, sad about. But unfortunately, there's a lot worse things that have happened to a lot more people in the world. So um, I'm just kind of hanging out for that, but. Coffee, yeah, travel, um, catching up with my family and friends and my nieces and nephews and just just having more time to kind of spend with them rather than um, travelling here and there and especially nowadays with, 
in our kind of football bubble. Um, tonight's family dinner night and I told my family that I, I'm not coming this week or next week um, just to <laughs> oh, no. um, limit, no. limit the risk. Oh, yeah, yeah fair call, fair call. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So it's just one of those that we're just trying to, as, as, a, as a team, we're trying to do as best we can to make sure that we're all available and, and ready to go. Awesome. All right. I think uh, we're going to wrap it up, but before we do, uh, we've got a couple of quick questions. Now, these are our pre-game warm-up questions that we ask all of our interviewees. Uh, Now, the first question is kind of related, I guess, to what you do on the weekend, MJ, but what drink will you be celebrating with if you end up winning the flag this year? Oh, I'm assuming it would probably be a beer in the locker room um, after the game. Yeah. Any particular brand you're into? Oh, I I drink Coronas. I like I like a Corona, but um, yep, yep. yeah, whatever. Really, after a grand <laughs> final, that doesn't matter. I'm assuming it might be a mismatch. Um, they are they are a club sponsor, so hey, that's sure not a, have a full. Escort. That's not a bad drop. That uh, mismatch session out yeah. actually, I really liked it. Yeah. All right, and uh, our other question is related related to music. What's the team amp up song going to be for this weekend? What are you guys pumping out at training to get amped up for the weekend? Um, I, not so much maybe trainings and pre-game, but it was actually against Fremantle. Um, it was three-quarter time and I remember they had a really good and like atmosphere at, at Fremantle Oval. And it was so funny because me and um, Justine Mules were walking back into the defence line and let's get loud just started playing. And I was like, let's get loud. Let's get loud. And so me and Lizzie just started dancing away. And then at the end of the game, because obviously at three quarter time, I think we were were we either down by a point or two, or it was very, very, very tight. Close, yeah. And then, then after the game, me and Josie are like, let's play that song every uh, you know, every pre-game. Like, that's our that's our tune now. So, oh, that's, um, so I'm sure that'll get us up and about. That is a very good answer. And I think I'm gonna leave it at that because it can't get better than <laughs> let's get loud. Yeah. MJ, thank you so much for joining us. We have really, really enjoyed watching the Crows women's team this season. We've been at pretty much every game and we've been supporting you guys hard. We're very proud of your efforts so far and we can't wait to see you again this weekend against Fremantle. Hopefully you'll bring home the win and hopefully also a home grand final. Fingers crossed. That's the plan. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, MJ. Thanks again, MJ, for coming on the show. Let's talk about the game um, for this week. Lauren, what are your thoughts? What are our chances of knocking off Frio again? Um, I like our chances, but I think I'm... I know MJ was like quite confident with the two weeks off, but it's so it's just so hard to like predict with that time away from the game. Um, I know like it's really good opportunity for them to train and like MJ said, like kind of hone in on their skills and get good. But um, Frio have had a good run at it on field, so you know it was a tough game last time. I think the benefit um, for us is going to be the home ground advantage. So um, yeah, definitely like please come out to the game, everyone. It's there's no excuses. I don't care if you're hungover from the showdown. We all will be probably. So Dan won't. just get there. Two nights of two days of footy. It'll be fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to get up. I just hope. Um, yeah, we're not caught napping. Hopefully, the the sort of couple of weeks off has genuinely given them a chance to refresh. Given that they were smashed in the heat for week on week. Lots of goal kicking practice as well. Yeah, lots of goal kicking practice. I know last time the game was really tight and we, we sort of just locked it down in the, the second half and kept it in our forward, forward half. Um, missing Eloise Jones is huge. 
um, to that suspension, Ben. I know you're passionate yeah, about yeah. Eloise. Well, <laughs> I do have a wife who listens to this podcast. But, um, She's a good football player. Yes, I'm passionate about football. It's about the football skills. So, um, yeah, she is a big loss, that drive from defence into the forward line. So, um, yeah, I, I think hopefully we can we can do well. They play a game style that hasn't beaten us so far. We've we've um, you know we lost that one to the Bulldogs with a different style. The Frio, as we avid listeners would remember from last time we uh, looked into them, um, kick the ball a lot. Very like second last for handballs, second for kicks, fourth for marks. So they're they're a long like a kicking kick to mark sort of. Um, team and they tackle a lot they they went from second to first for tackles since we played them last so they're high pressure kick the ball down um whereas i i think if we can keep our structure we should be able to defend that maybe easier than like a real run and gun sort of a team that we've struggled against yeah we just need to play let's get loud let's get loud yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's get loud play that at every game i say um just quickly just want to mention that six uh, Crows players made the AFLW All-Australian squad today uh, and that would be Sarah Allen, Ann Hatchard, Eloise Jones, Emily Marinoff, Aaron Phillips and Ashley Woodland. Uh, apart from Melbourne, we are the most dominant team in that squad. How do we feel about Erin Phillips being named even though she missed half of the season and kicked not that many goals? Look, it does feel a little bit like she was gifted. I know we, we do, you know, we do love Erin Phillips, but we feel like um, you know, perhaps there were some other players that probably a bit unlucky to miss out. Sam yeah. has one in particular. Mm, yes. I'm not even going to say her name. I'm that filthy. <laughs> no, Chelsea Bedell. <laughs> Chelbo. Yeah, I think Chelbo was. Sam, was Chelbo. Sam, your wife, some, I assume, also listens to the pod occasionally. Uh, she will tonight because Fitzy's on, but yeah, she's, yeah. she's dropped off. Yeah. yeah she's marching out for this bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, like Rochelle Martin, I feel like, could have gotten a Guernsey in that one as well. It's Yeah, a bit rough. Um, I Like, Icon of the game, clearly. Like, we all know this, but, um, yeah, I feel like if, you know, you're out for three to four games out of an 11-game season, mm. maybe. She's kind of got the Dustin Martin, Dangerfield ring-in type role, I think. Probably the Joel Selwood always getting into the All-Australian feel about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just put him on the bench. Yeah. Um, um, before we jump off that, uh, off the AFLW game, uh, what's your tip, Lauren? Oh, well, obviously Adelaide. We want to win. Um, I hope we do. I reckon we could get it by three goals. Sam? Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> ben? Um, yeah, I think it'll be tight. I'm going – I think we will – some of our players like Randall, Phillips and Hatchard will really benefit from the the extended time off. They've all had their struggles injury-wise this year. So I think with them coming in pretty strong, I'm going to go with nine-point win. And from memory, Flip did miss that game um, earlier in the year. So – Against Frio, um, so it might be a bit of a, bit of a difference. Um, I'm tipping the Crows by three points. You're so keen. I bet you think this part is about you. You're so keen. So keen. You probably think this part is about you, don't you? Don't you? He probably hasn't heard of us, but if he has, he probably does think it's about him. Oh, he listens to us every week waiting for this segment. <laughs> Look, we don't want to give Kane too much more airtime. He's had plenty this week. Um, a couple of the sort of main things that have come up is about him arcing up about the Crows crowd numbers for round one on the Sunday Arvo, but then no comment about Port Adelaide. Saturday night, Russell Ebert tribute match. Yep. 
against Hawthorne, who yeah, they should have won against. And, you know, the Crows are a bottom team versus Port, who are apparently in the window. 30,000. Are you kidding me? I know there's a lot of people in COVID quarantine right now, but they can't all be Port supporters. Bring back the tops. There was a yes. ton of Hawthorne supporters there too. I mean, we, ha- we had the Frio factor. Such a heavily supported team to play against. Yeah. And yeah. also some of the worst <laughs> games of football you'll ever see uh, between the Crows and, and the Dockers. But um, also, yeah, like the Port, I mean, this just highlights again how fair weather the Port fans are. Also his article during, was it during pre-season, saying that uh, Hawthorne's, Hawthorne's been set up to fail under Mitchell? Well, that was pretty funny. That was great. Yeah, how good. <laughs> How's the irony, Kane? How's the irony? And again, no comment on that one. No, I also, guess possibly Hinkley's been set up to fail by Hinkley. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I've got to say, I've got to say, and we we're about to get into the showdown after social media. But um, if they lose this week to the Crows, Hinkley's just about done. I think. I thought he was yeah. done last year. I don't. Why is he still there? Nine Eleven lives. years. That's crazy. He is. Uh, I got to just say, he is Crows a former. He is a former cat, so maybe he does have nine lives. Mm. <laughs> now I know this is a cane corn segment, but Graham Corns has come out this week with some suggestions for the Crows. Oh, has he ever? Reckons Tommy Duday should get in the midfield. <laughs> Look, I don't agree with that call, but I don't. <laughs> I don't mind where he's coming from. Like you were, you were more Nick Murray, were you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the midfield. Yeah, but like at least he's, I don't know. It, I yeah. reckon take Rob out of the ruck and put him, <laughs> yeah. put him in. Look, just in the reserve. I think we can all agree. Doing at hundred percent with the kicks, get him, get him roving. Get him clearing <laughs> well, look, out. we know he can handle Ben. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> we can all agree Duday is not the right player, but I think what you're trying to say, Sam, is he's thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah, just more you so. know, I'll just thinking. I think it'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like thinking. to see a bit more thinking. Yeah. Um, I know it was against Kane, but also the uh, Collingwood banner was a classic with oh, the little yeah, well, offset letters. Yeah, That was the one good thing Collingwood did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Fun police. The fun that's police, yeah. Well, you know, Kane, like I said, gets paid to be a flog full time, so yeah. good on him. Sure it was a good does. call last week, actually, when I was listening to the podcast again. I didn't hear that at the time, but it was quality. Thanks, well done. Thanks yeah. Sam. Well, yeah, just, just give you a bit just of bringing quality to the pod every week. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was listening to what you had to say. Oh, about. thanks, Ben. <laughs> and that is your so Kane for this week. Let's talk about social media and what's going on there. Out of bounds on the full. <laughs> Uh, we just wanted to work that in somehow, yeah. didn't we? So that's good. Lots of social media comments this week. Obviously, coming off such a heinous loss, there was going to be a lot of op- opinions yes. thrown uh, out. Uh, what do you got there, but Sam? Before we dive into the um, the depths that are Twitter, I did yeah. have one from Janet on Facebook. <gasps> Jenny. We love Janet. Jenny's yeah. coming with the goods with this one. Perhaps discuss why the game is not a sellout. I'm so keen, but it seems many are not. Perhaps because 100,000 plus people have COVID or are close contacts. There's that, Jenny. There's also the fact that both teams are abhorrent right yeah. now. <laughs> abhorrent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's not wrong. It's definitely affecting crowd numbers across. They, they were expecting a record round one crowd in round one and they got nowhere close to it. So it is mm. affecting crowd numbers for sure. COVID. Yeah, it's all over the show at the moment, so it's it's not unreasonable that some people, you know, a bit more vulnerable are staying away at this stage. Now, I, I did hear um, on the uh, Jars, Bluey and Bernie show on Triple M, um, they, they got some callers to call in and ask why they thought that the numbers weren't so big for round one. And one gentleman called up and said that he thinks that the vaccinated people aren't coming in protest because there's a vaccine mandate at Adelaide Oval. 
And I say to you, you are a goddamn moron. <laughs> Why <laughs> that? would they be protesting for you, mate? Mm-hmm. They're I f- not. I don't understand that at all. What is that? Exactly. It makes zero sense. Yeah. I think there's a bigger effect to the fact that something for Kate have a concert on, um, <laughs> yeah. taking people away from the ground. <laughs> Look, that's, yeah. that's cheap then. Yeah, that is. It's very cheap. Oh, All right. Man. Also, uh, Vardy just backing me up uh, with the Bedell robbed of an All-Australian nomination. Yeah. Uh, I think can't disagree with that. Uh, Grandpa Ivy, I actually like this question. Things looked promising when we played high-pressure defensive footy. Never felt bad about a loss. Now we're playing chippy footy, requiring more skill, and it's highlighting a lack of talent. Can we develop this list, or does it have too many not-going-to-make-its? Oh, I think the jury's out at the moment. Yeah. Um, we definitely got... And when you look at a game like last week, um, it's you can almost not see much quality in the team at all. Um which is really disheartening for a team that's meant to be in rebuild. Look, Scott Burns did a presser this week and he made one very good point that I want to bring up. His point was that, again, like we talked about, we've got a very young team and, look, let's face it, we've got a newer team this year than we did last year in that Crouch is back from long-term injury, Miller is back from long-term injury. We have a bunch of fresh faces. We've lost a lot of players in McKay, Talia, etc. Scott made the point that a team has to build trust in each other and they have to get to know what the other teammates are going to do in a game. Like, are they going to turn this way? Are they going to win the one-on-one contest? Are they going to do this? And that is something that is going to build over time and takes time. 100%. Well, I know our votes don't mean anything, but we gave, I think, pretty Dawson won this week between us as our best player. He's literally played two games of even remote football with this squad. Exactly. The squad, other than training. <laughs> they all need to get to know each other as players and how they play and how they're going to work off of each other. And, you know, it does suck. It's, it is going to take quite some time for them to do that. And like Fitzy was saying earlier, 80 games that can take to build the body, build the player. That's not just building the team. Like, that's the individual. So there's heaps of work to do. But back to your point, Sam, is, you know, someone like Jordan Dawson to walk in from another um, footy system and just come in and be the best player in the team, it's pretty disheartening as well. It is. Yeah, absolutely. That, w- that was a double, double-sided comment was mm. that it is slightly worrying that he walks yep. in and he's our best player. Well... Maybe not our best player, but... I think we all expected it, though. We were calling him for the BNF. Oh, yeah. I think because we were so poor last year and for him to be good in a good team coming to us, it wouldn't have... It wasn't surprising. I think it's just worrying. Last year was his his first good year as well, really. Top year, Mm. yeah. And I think as well when we talk about um, the way we're playing, you know, at the moment we're getting it and chipping it around and that will expose if your kicking's not on. Absolutely. If if you're a bit braver with your, your movement... Sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll get hurt on the turnover So why are we doing it? But I don't know. I don't understand why we've gotten so conservative with our movement. Yeah, I feel like I'd like to see us getting a bit more aggressive as we go forwards. But maybe as our confidence builds, we'll see a bit more of that. Footy Tragic says most people forget these lads are teenagers to 20-year-olds and due to COVID haven't played footy for two years. I've watched our SANFL side live this year and signs are promising. Need to get five or six games into them at least before moving them up. It's going to take time. Again, the hard thing is when you, you we, we do appreciate that, but when you've got teams like Hawthorne um, coming out and playing the kids and doing well, it's hard to swallow. That's why Thirts, Thirts, oh God, this name is terrible. Thirtsy, <laughs> I'm always happy to support our young guys and agree with your sentiments. The problem is our midfield, which is predominantly our older guys, is the problem. And by any measure, it doesn't look like the club has any interest in fixing it. 
See, this is like got harking back hmm. to Don Pike era where, you know, according to bloody Edwards, he wouldn't even look at the young kids. He was just all about the senior players. Um, yep. We don't even have that many senior players right now. So, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just – it's it is kind of concerning. You just don't want the senior guys getting played by default of being senior either. No. Right? But that's been a Crows problem for yeah. 10 years. Or that from a supporter's perspective anyway. Yeah. 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 And I really just, you know, you know I love the daddy. I want him to, just, <laughs> want him to do something different. We want him to succeed as well. Yeah, of course. Anything else? I think that pretty well covers it. Let's talk about the winner of our showdown tickets for this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did <laughs> We did uh, not announce a winner, but we did have a winner, and that was Micah Treadray, uh, who is all over our Facebook and sharing all our posts. Thank you very much, Micah. We will see you at the showdown. And Thank you to Dr. Daniel Byrne as well for giving us the tickets to give away. Sorry, we were slack with it. We got there eventually. We did. And also thanks to Micah for having a Port Adelaide style last name and still liking the crows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No relation, um, I hear. That's no. good. Has she had, has she had a uh, COVID jab? <laughs> uh I believe she works in public transport, so yes, yes, yes she exactly. has. Good on you, Micah. Otherwise, uh, she'd be um, demonstrating, I think, so. Yeah, that's true. Well yeah. done, Micah, and appreciate your support of the pod. Yes. All right. What are we doing now? Now we're going to get into some showdown chat. That's right. It's the showdown. It's the 50-50 game of the year. It's always 50-50, no matter what year it is. Um, we dropped the ball a little bit on our um, other team's nuff this week. We had someone lined up. We had a our Port Adelaide correspondent. He's like the old man yells at crowd. Uh, crowd. Old man yells at cloud. Uh, old man yells at crows crowd. Yeah, crows crowd. <laughs> Port Adelaide supporter. His name's Roman Krukowski. He's one of my mates. He is like. There's plenty of photos out there of him. Uh, just yelling at port players. He would have been brilliant to get on. But alas, he's at Midnight Oil tonight. Oh, one of your mates skipping commitments to go <laughs> to a band. That's surprising. <laughs> What's <Dan>? going on? <laughs> I fell right into that one. <laughs> yes, that's How right. How dare all these bands have shows? Yeah. I'm right. pretty Mid- sure we all lined that up. I was just the <laughs> yeah. fastest. That's right. Midnight Oil uh, playing their farewell show tonight, being Wednesday night in Adelaide. And we're and all missing it because of this podcast. We're all yeah, missing we it are. for <laughs> the podcast. Thanks for inviting me onto your podcast to be the Port Nuffy for the year. Uh, as you can see, I'm not there because I'm currently at the Entertainment Centre waiting for the oils to come on. So uh, I get to avoid you guys giving me grief about Port Adelaide's putrid performance last week. Um, basically, these games to me are always 50-50, no matter when all the Crows fans always seem, when the Crows are going not so well, to sort of say that they'll get flogged by Port Adelaide. But they're always 50-50. And realistically, I reckon the Crows are going to be really primed this week. I reckon uh, it's the Crows for the taking. In fact, I'm actually going to tip the Crows by three to four goals. I'm going to need about four or five of those uh, little bang West Coast IPAs, I reckon, to get through the pain and suffering of watching this game because it's not going to be a good day for us. And Dan knows how much I love the pair. But, yeah, I just can't see it happening this week. I reckon it's the Crows by three to four goals. He doesn't give Port much of a chance. So um, <laughs> he's also off Ken, like most Port supporters. Oh, they are getting rowdy about Ken, aren't they? They are. How Very do we feel funny. like they're going to go this week? Oh, Not Port, the Crows. Oh, um, see, I'd rather if you ask me how Port are going to go. <laughs> how are Port going to go, Lauren? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're pretty battered. Like, they don't have a Lear... Um, I think I'm not sure if Rose is Rosie back. Was, did, 
Uh, Rosie played. He's been yeah. pretty. Qu- he he's was been quiet, quiet though, though, wasn't yeah. he? Elias the big one for me. Um, he's torched us the last couple of times. He's been be- like best on ground, um, just intercepting everything. So yeah. I think that gives us a real chance. It really does give us a massive advantage. And uh, you know, uh, they were just awful on the weekend. They were worse than us. Did you know that Port Adelaide are currently bottom of the ladder? It's very funny. Amazing time. Also, they uh, <laughs> in uh, Russell Webert's tribute game, they kicked seven goals, which was his number, which I thought was quite good. So oh, they did ironic, tribute him in some oh, ways. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, did you guys see that Koshy said – or they actually did it. They retired the number seven from uh, – what's his name? Xavier Dersma. Just for the game. He wasn't playing. What anyway. a pathetic tribute that is. You know when they what, do it what in number like, does was he it wear? One, one game only. One game it? only. Oh. Yeah. So but like you know how they do it in like US sports and they retire it forever. It's like, no, nah, just this is the one game. But also so Dersma wasn't no, playing, so it's a bit easy. No, he was playing, was he? No, no, he's injured. Is he, he? He got his shot he did his shoulder and Mitch Robinson ran into him. I thought he played. I was pretty sure I saw him out there. Yeah, he had a really up. high number, he had like fifty something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how much attention I That's why you didn't notice him because he had a different number. Did he do the bow and arrow? Uh, no, because he didn't yeah, get near it. It wasn't a lot of bow and arrow. I told you, I've never seen game. him get a kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've seen him drop the Premiership Cup before. <laughs> now, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, there's low blows. Oh, low look, blows. At it, look at his turn into just a rabble. Uh, yeah. when See, we this is good about that we port. didn't have We enough. haven't been able to talk about Port on the pod I know, before. Right? <laughs> this is good. It's Sorry, actually everyone. good we didn't have Roman in the studio because he would just be like, Tail between his legs, cowering in the yeah. corner. Uh, he he's pretty um, negative on port at the moment. So we're not really shooting from a very high vantage point ourselves, though. No, we're, no, we're, we're not. But not. that doesn't matter, Ben. Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> so back to the game. Um, yeah, as we were saying, a leer out gives us a big chance. Um, it it is literally fifty fifty. You'd like to think if the crows get up, that Ken's in big trouble. Ben, any thoughts? Um, I just I fear that port. The entire team is going to look like they win the Dennis Armfield Award this week. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. That's a good segue. Who do we feel is a good chance for Dennis Armfield? I've got a few possibilities. I think um, a couple of under fire forwards for them. Both um, Finlayson has done very mm. little. Oh, could you imagine if but it's him? He he looked okay against <laughs> us in the <laughs> trial. <laughs> so. Oh, if he kicks more than one goal against us, he hasn't I'm, kicked I'm a goal in the opening two rounds. I'm leaving, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see him slotting four or five. Yeah. So, him, if he doesn't, maybe Todd Marshall will jump up and, oh, and do it for him. So. He's only kicked yeah. one, I think, for the first two weeks. Yeah, um, bo- all Port supporters are off those two as well. They are. And uh, sorry, Ben, I know you've yeah. got some more thoughts, but I think um, anytime Stevie Motlop's on the field against us, which he should be. That was the next person on my list. <laughs> yeah. the perennial potential there. Yep. Yeah. And Robbie Gray's obviously out, but um, he would have been the next one. But and yeah. if we're calling up Rob Lice, it's going to look fucking shit hot. Yeah. Anyone else have any thoughts on the showdown? Uh, I think we've. I think we've. Well, we haven't summed anything up, have we? <laughs> really, we've pretty hard to sum up. Board, I mean, when we look like trash, we'll take anything. If it's a close loss or a win, we'll be fairly happy. I think. I just want to see us try something. If we come out and we play like we did against Collingwood with the same slow midfield, we play, we still have Pedler in the team and he plays up forward. Just, if we just don't do that and we still lose, you know what's gonna I be, don't care. You know yeah, what's going to be you. more annoying? If we drop Pedler after last oh, week. And you can see it, can't you? And you bring can, in like someone can. like Murphy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Nah. I, <laughs> just do you calm reckon, down, Sam. It hasn't happened. Do you think Sloan's getting up this week? Nah. 
I reckon, I, think ha- I reckon Haley's in, hey, because Scott talk- Burns was talking him up in the presser and I reckon he might be in. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that be, in my notes. I'd uh, be really yeah. disappointed if, you know, an adductor strain and his, his str- speed isn't his strength and he, he needs, you know, his, all his muscles working to rush him in for a showdown. I'd be disappointed if we did that. Yeah, and uh, do we think McAdam's going to make an appearance anytime soon? Hopefully no. not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, Lawrence Poster Boy. Sorry. Yeah, come on. I've got to have uh, some eye candy on the field. <laughs> yeah. Look, he's exciting. And, and I was, I've obviously been wrong about uh, Jimmy Rowe so far this year. Um, but, yeah. McAdam, McC- he didn't play on Saturday. He wasn't there. So I, I actually think, back just defending McAdam for a minute, I think when Tex comes back in a couple of weeks that there's a space for him then. I don't know that he's very effective with – the forward line we got at the moment. Well, yeah. what, what is Fog doing? Fog is doing nothing. Yeah, we know. He's giving away so free kicks on the wing. But uh, what, like yeah. McAdam. <laughs> no, well, just in general, well, changes. Are we what are you what are we doing? Well, well I think when are we Lauren and McAdam, I think, you know, he, yeah, he can us, be frustrating that he goes missing for a lot of the game, but he does have a knack of getting a few goals without having a lot of um lot of the balls. So Yeah. Um he, he he's not the worst in. No. No, look, but, I, I, yeah. I think Dan is absolutely right, and I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, was that I think McAdam can function in a functioning forward line. So if mm. there's players around him taking off all the heat and he can be third or fourth up, he's a great player in that situation. All but right. if we're relying on him to get goals... Then Rowe, that's just Rochelle, McAdam, Gollan. Yeah, yeah, I really hope Gollan keeps his spot for a while because he, he does go up and contest, so... We need him to get a few if games. If anyone in, in the forward line is dropped outside of him, Wergen Fogarty, it's going to be pretty disappointing. Oh, what it, how do we feel about McHenry? Because he's has not really been up to scratch. If McHenry comes out, it's Lockie Murphy to come in, I think. But mm. I've got the official ins and outs, actually. If you, oh. Yeah. oh, here we go. No, nah, from Bozza. Uh, oh, yep. so <laughs> how does he know? <laughs> he doesn't. Bozza. No. Never mind. <laughs> so uh, he said Billy, Worrell, Mackesy, Haightley, Laird in. <laughs> Berg, Brown, Sloan, Murray, Saligo out. Brown out? Can't see it happening. Uh, Brown won't come out. Um, what was the f- what was the in? B- sorry, uh, Billy. No. Yeah, I no. could actually see Billy. I coming can see in. Framden coming in too. Uh, he was all right on Saturday yeah, in the first he was half. Good. He was okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Berry's the one. Berry's the weird one. Like he hasn't mentioned Berry, but Berry got a lot of touches in the first half of that game. I wasn't counting them, but he was present. Mm. Well, he's also played half forward. Before, and he's done we just don't good. want that. Yeah, I know, but like. But then again, he's another not that fast midfielder. <sighs> Barry can hit the scoreboard, though. That's one. Yeah, thing. he has an element of like a bit of explosive play. I think Barry's. And whereas, he's, yeah, yeah, and he can be pretty attacking when he gets it. Yeah, it's a really tough one. I, I'm, I'm hanging out for the announcement tomorrow. I've got to say, I reckon yeah. we're going to be very disappointed with who's, it. Who's going to be the med sub? Whoa. Saligo so again? No, nah, I don't think it would be Saligo. I reckon it would be Barry. Yeah, maybe. Barry would be a – if Barry's not named, he would be a good med sub to bring in hard-bodied if we needed him. Mm. Yeah. How about Sloney out but the med sub? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Couldn't do that. Uh, Can't we? I think we would, we would question the sanity of the coaches more than we already are <laughs> if that happened. I think that would be worse than um, Tom Lynch <laughs> struggling to find his shoes and whatnot. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. Thanks for bringing that up, Ben. 
All right, that's it. Um, so let's go in for some <laughs> tips. What do we think? Um, what are we going to win, and how much by? Um, Simple yes or no, and how many points? Yes, <laughs> two points. <laughs> Sam, uh, no, six points. Ben, no, and twenty-four. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to say no, and four goals as well. <laughs> yep. Which is very similar to yours. I don't want to. Very, very close. I'm going to scream them to a win. I'm going to raise my voice, Joyce. Please do. <laughs> I'm going Please to do, them up. All right. Let's get loud. Here we go, here we go, here we go. All right. All right. Uh, so at the top of the show, we had Fitzy on. Thanks, Fitzy, again for joining us. We During the pregame warm-up, we talked about a beer that I went and bought, not realising how much alcohol was in it. <laughs> It's 8.1% double West Coast IPA from Little Bang Brewery. Thanks, Little Bang. Down in Stepney, how do we feel about this one? It's a Yummy. Beast. It's still good. Yeah, it was tasty. Pretty classic West Coast. Yep, everyone's looking at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Make, it was, I was trying to make it seamless. <laughs> it was certainly, um, certainly the most bitter of the beers I reckon we've had so far, which um, isn't a bad thing. But Definitely yeah. bitter. Yeah. yeah, big double West Coast. I've definitely had a fun time recording this podcast. Uh, yeah, and I had last week's beer before this one too, so I'm yeah. ticking along quite nicely. Thanks, everyone. Yep. Um, I always love the cans mm. that um, double West Coast IP. No. <laughs> 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 Let's start again. Always I always like the cans. The cans. <laughs> That's it. That uh, <laughs> little bang brewery put together i'm actually going there before something for kate on friday so i'll just put myself in it oh again. instead of the football yeah oh, <laughs> so, okay. are you gonna uh, okay. watch some of the footy before you head in or nah, they don't have a tv <laughs> oh. yeah guess we won't get them to sponsor us then no. but um yeah little bang good place well done all right that has been here we crow for this week Oh, Sam? my God. I was just going to say uh, to Maddie C, who wanted us to talk about fantasy, we're going to do a fantasy extravaganza next week after three rounds. Sorry, yes. we just ran out of time. Huge, huge episode. Sorry. Um, also, we wanted to talk about Buddy's thousandth goal, which oh, yeah. we didn't get around to, but let's just – what a moment in sport. Woo! Incredible. Yeah. Would you give the footy back? Oh, uh, if I got what he got, that sounded pretty good, pretty good I thought. Two five-year memberships. Yeah. Just for giving a ball Signed back. boots. I'd probably feel pressured to give it back. You can't do anything with it. That's the thing. You can't tell it. You can't sell it. Lots of comments saying that he should have held on to it for money's sake, value. Uh, I'm sorry, but who? What Sydney fan has 200 grand to drop on that ball? Um, probably 15, 25 percent of them. Yeah. Look. <laughs> do you all see I, all the RMs and chinos running out? All on the I ground? say <laughs> is, just take the glory of being the guy that marked the ball. Give it back. You don't need anything. Come yeah. on. Good call. And that has been Here We Crow for this week. Um, if you're not already following us, follow follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Email us at herewecrowpod at gmail.com. Huge thanks to Fitzy. Thank you so much, mate. And if you can Loved leave us a on. review on Spotify, you can actually leave us a star review now, as Lauren mentioned a few weeks ago. And also if you can leave us a worded review on Apple, that would be great. And thanks. Write to us how good we are. Mm-hmm. And thanks, Mariana Rejic, for coming on tonight as yes. well. Yes, she was great. And thanks, Ben, for being here. Thanks, Ben, for rocking no up. No worries, I was the last year, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adios. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>